The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone. I'm Teresa Stern. I'm the Vice President of Interdisciplinary Services and Engagement at Guide Dogs for the Blind. And I'm here with my guide dog, Wills. And just so excited to see you all in person. Huh? Big round of applause for that. Jeez. Um, Yeah. Wake up. Wake up, people. (laughs) I'm on West Coast time. It's 4 a.m. So I'm actually very lucky to be here with a couple other representatives from Guide Dogs for the Blind. We've got Miss Emily. Want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Emily Crisp. I'm a guide dog mobility instructor from the San Rafael campus. And she's raised six puppies. Yes. Pretty awesome, huh? And then we have, let's see, where's Patty sitting? Good morning, everyone. Thank you for coming. And my name is Patty Robitaille, and I'm an outreach person for GDB. Let's do introductions. So, um, Emily's going to come around. She's going to be our Oprah today. So she's going to come around and tap you on the shoulder. And if you could tell, tell us who you are, where you're from, and your dog's name, um, that would be awesome. I'm Glenn Primar. I'm from Durham, North Carolina. Um, and I have my fourth guide dog. His name is Andante, a yellow lab. Uh, of course, Andante is pretty long, so I call him Donnie most of the time. And I am Donna Pramar from Durham, North Carolina, and I have Benji. Benji is my sixth guide dog, and Benji and I graduated on June the 3rd, so we're new. Wow. Benji's probably the youngest one here, I would guess. (laughs) Nope. Okay. We might have just moved to the oldest. (laughs) (laughs) Not you, Sheila. (laughs) Never. Never mind that Paxton is my sixth guide dog, and I haven't been without a guide dog since September of 1971, and I'm only on number six, so I keep them old and long. There you go. I love it. I'm Larry Watkinson. I'm from Olympia, Washington. I'm um, dogless in Omaha right now. (laughs) I'm on the list. I'm not sure if it's the naughty list or the good list. (laughs) We'll see after this breakfast, Larry. We'll just see. I am Kathy Watkinson, and I live in Olympia, Washington also. And she's on the good list. And I'm on the good list. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And we've raised about six uh, puppies. Wow. Thank you. That's awesome. Yay for puppy raisers. Come on, guys. That's a lot of work. (laughs) Hi, I am Carrie Muth from Coos Bay, Oregon. I do not have Kaylin with me, but I do have um, a guide from the Boring Campus. And uh, she loves it because I started a new job a year after getting her. So we're on a college campus and she loves walking the campus and getting us disoriented on, on the dock out to the lake. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you have taken swimming lessons. Good morning. Melvin Smith, Kansas City. I'm on my third dog, uh, Mercedes. She just turned four back in May. Excellent. Mercedes. Fancy. 
<laughs> he drives a Mercedes. That's pretty cool. You know, Emily and I were walking home from dinner last night. We saw two red Ferraris or Porsches. Ferraris. Ferraris outside the next door hotel. So I think we might be at the wrong hotel. I don't know. But was that any of you guys in the red Ferraris? No? Okay. Andy Arvidson from Anacortes, Washington. And I got my fifth guide, a little black female named Kinsey. My name is Cecily Nipper, and I have Shadow. She is my first guide. Oh, congratulations, Shadow. I'm Patty Robitaille again, and I have my dog, Ross. Um, I got him from Boring Campus, and he is five and a half years old, and he's the second love of my life. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find out why she just said that. Because my husband is. (laughs) I, I hope I'm the first love. I'm Rich Robitaille, and I'm just the husband that follows her everywhere. I'm Richard Villa from Austin, Texas. I received my first dog at, on the San Rafael campus in May of 1972. Oh, okay. Sheila's got you by one year. <laughs> Hi, I'm Colette Arvidson of Anacortes, Washington, and I get the uh, career change dogs. Right now I have Tamika, Andy's previous dog, Aww. and she is 10 years old, but she, her career is she is a dog and a counter surfer and she knows no manners anymore. Good girl. <laughs> as long as Andy has his manners, right? Then we're good. Hi, I'm Caitlin Kellermeyer and I'm here with my second guide, Soleil, oh. and we graduated in April. Oh, welcome. Thanks. Hi, my name is Laura, and I'm with um, my first guide, Rini, from the Boring Campus in 19, excuse me, 2019, <laughs> uh, right before COVID, we lost Caps oh, graduation. Yeah. And um, yeah, I live in Virginia. I'm Marilee Richards from Everett, Washington, and I'm waiting for my very first dog. Yay! I'm so excited for you. There you go. Hi, I'm Jeannie Jacobs. From Renton, Washington, I have my fifth guide dog, Flair, and it's spelled F-L-A-R-E. Oh, very nice. Flair with a flair. Okay, I'm Ken Hillstead, and I'm learning about uh, dogs. Great. Welcome. Hi, I'm Danette Dixon with my fifth dog, Mr. Mayer, who will be eight in a couple weeks. Wow. With his gray goatee. (laughs) Hi, I'm Cachet. And I am dogless for now. (laughs) Good morning. I'm Stephanie Watts, and I'm from Sacramento, California. And I am in the process of uh, preparing to get a dog. And so not quite yet on the waiting list, but um, I'm getting there. So great. Well, welcome. Yeah. Good morning. I'm Jeff Tom from Sacramento. And if Teresa ever saw me with a guide dog, she'd have a stroke. (laughs) But um, my wife, on the other hand, has her sixth dog. She got him from Boring Campus in November, Guillermo. And Guy is a great dog, a great worker and a fun player. So, Yay, Guillermo. Hello, I'm Joe. Uh, graduating class 441 from Boring, Oregon. Yay! Got all these Oregon graduates. <laughs> yeah, wow. and um, my dog's name is Taylor. The the matching is so good. He's my first dog. Um, yeah. My last name is Green, and his birthday is on March 17th. 
The matching is just that uh, good. I love it. <laughs> Same pattern. My name is Regina Brink, and I'm with him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pam Holloway. I'm from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, I've had two dogs from Guide Dogs, and I'm on the waiting list uh, to get another one. Excellent. I'm Linda, and I'm from... I moved from Sacramento, California to, and I live in Utah and I am on the waiting list for a dog. So I'm so excited for that opportunity. And I have a lot to learn from all of you. Oh, is this going to be your first dog? My very first dog. Oh boy. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh. This is a fun group. Wow. I'm Deb Cook Lewis. I'm from, yeah, (laughs) I'm from Clarkston, Washington. Um, and um, I'm mostly lost here at the convention, so yeah, it's been crazy. Um, I'm on my sixth dog, Praline, and um, I go back pretty far. Uh, Richard Via and I were actually in that same class in 1972. Wow. So we, there are people that go back a little ways um, with GDB. Yeah, and Deb is also on our Alumni Association board. Yeah, so, um, and she is the Zoom, one of the Zoom ladies of this convention. So I'm actually surprised that you're alive and awake having put all this Zoom stuff together. (laughs) I guess you don't sleep. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I think that's everyone that's here in person. We also want to say hi to anybody that's um, in our Zoom room. Um, I don't know if we can get a list of those people. I've never done this before. So um, would would you like Barbie, Diane, Eva, Kate, Melody, Nathan, Peggy Ann, Raylin, Sue, Tony, Viola, and Wendelin. Um, I left out surnames just for safety purposes, um, but if you need them, ask. No, no, that's great. I just wanted to make sure that they were included in in the welcome. So everybody here, let's give our Zoom folks a round of applause. That's awesome. Well, um, I guess I just would give you a couple updates about guide dogs and then let you get on your way with your conference. Um, Who is so glad that we don't have to be, that we can actually be here in person this time, right? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, And um, like I said, it's, it's really, this is, I love doing the introductions because really get a sense of just the history of guide dogs. We've got, you know, I think Sheila, you got your first dog in 71. We've got some people in 72. Um, and then we've got, you know, people coming to get their very first guide dogs. So, and people considering a guide dog. So we've got the whole spectrum here. Um, as you know, we are celebrating our 80th birthday for guide dogs. And if it wasn't so darn early in the morning, I would make you all sing happy birthday to guide dogs, but, but, (laughs) okay, it's too early for me to hear it, (laughs) but uh, we're just so proud of that. 80 years is a long time. It's, um, we've served so many people over the years and, um, you know, each, each team that comes through really adds to the whole makeup of what Guide Dogs for the Blind is. Because as you know, we're just this amazing community of connections between puppy raisers, volunteers, guide dog users like ourselves, and of course, the amazing dogs. 
And so I always think of it as some, a great big quilt. And so each person who comes through really adds to that quilt and to the dimensions and to really the beauty of what makes guide dogs for the blind, I think really special. So, so we're excited to be celebrating 80 years. Um, as you know, it's been a bit of a crazy last two years for everybody in the whole entire world, <laughs> but, um, uh, but we're, you know, we, we jumped right back in, um, after COVID about three months after the lockdowns, uh, serving folks again. And so we feel pretty good about that. Um, we've been able to, to pivot, to serve people. Um, as you know, our dog numbers are a little bit low right now because during COVID we weren't breeding dogs, right? So, cause we didn't know what was going on. I mean, we were breeding dogs, but we, we stopped for a little bit. And so, so now we're making up for that. And we should have a full complement of dogs coming in for recall in August. So, um, so yeah, so we'll get those, get all those puppies back on campus, right, Emily? Yes. <laughs> so, so that'll be amazing. Um, so things are going well. The wait is, of course, a little bit longer, as you might expect. I think that's true for a lot of things these days. You wouldn't believe how long I waited for a new stove. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, and I have a friend who's waiting for a refrigerator. It's been two years. So yeah, so it's everything's a little bit slower, but we're patient, right? So hopefully we'll be able to, um, to get the, those numbers moving faster because I know everybody's anxious to get their, their partners. But one of the things that our amazing field managers have done during the um, pandemic to get things going even faster is I think they've done like over a hundred in-home trainings. So that's not something that's usually part of their job. So when you see your field service manager next time, please give them a, a pat on the back and a thank you. Um, Lauren Ross, who's the field service manager for this territory, will be coming tomorrow. So you'll get to see her. Um, and Jake Cook, um, who is our... Uh, community outreach specialist will also be here tomorrow. Um, he and Jane uh, just got finished with a camp. We were able to have camp in person this year again. So, um, so that was pretty awesome up at the Oral Hall Foundation. And there's another camp coming in um, uh, next month as well. So um, if you guys know any kids who are visually impaired, um, 14 years or older, you know, please refer them to camp. It's completely free. We'll pay for transportation wherever they live. So um, it's a great program where folks, I wish when I was a kid, I had an opportunity to like get my hands on a guide dog because I probably would have gotten a guide dog sooner had I known more about it. So that's what we're kind of trying to do. And speaking of youth um, and kind of interesting new programs, you know, you've all heard of our canine buddy program, right? Yes? No? Maybe so? Okay. <laughs> so, so canine buddies are dogs who maybe didn't make it as a guide dog because of one thing or another, you know, how picky these instructors are, <laughs> um, but who could also could be a very nice pet dog for, you know, a child who's visually impaired. And so we started doing that many years ago, but we're expanding the program and we're actually expanding it to anybody, any blind person who is, um, you know, interested in having the companionship of a dog, but maybe doesn't, you know, want to have a guide dog, doesn't get out as much or, 
or whatever their lifestyle is. It doesn't really matter. Um, they, the canine buddies are a great dog. They are a pet dog, not a service animal. Um, but they do still, uh, we will be supporting those teams as well. So, so excited about that. We hired Kelsey, um, Gilbert, thank you. <laughs> she used to work for me. Kelsey Gilbert, um, who was an instructor at Guide Dogs, and then she ran our California residence, and she um, is now our canine buddy manager. So it's the first time we've had somebody dedicated to that position, and we're pretty excited about it. Um, the other program that's kind of a little newer that you might want to know about or, or maybe consider um, is our orientation mobility immersion program. Yay. Oh, good. Awesome. Yay. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, so we started that a couple of years ago with Mark Gillard as our team uh, leader on that one. And it's a week-long orientation mobility program where you come in, you learn some mobility skills that will actually um, help you with sort of the non-tactile pieces of working with a guide dog. It's a little different than working with a cane. But we also teach those cane skills too. What we found is that the majority of people who applied for a guide dog but uh, did not qualify, the reason was because they didn't have orientation mobility. And the reason for that was because it's really hard to get. I'm sure you guys have heard that. And, you, you know, there's some areas that have better than others. But I know there are some states, like I believe New Mexico, that has like one O&M for the entire state. So we felt it was really important that we kind of tried to meet that need. So for folks who can't get orientation mobility instruction and are interested in a guide dog, um, it's a great program for people who you have been using a guide dog for years and want to brush up on their O&M skills, maybe lost a little bit of vision, um, getting around a little differently. Uh, it's a great program for, for that as well. So, so anyway, so that's kind of something that's, that we're pretty excited about. And then, um, as you know, we finished building our puppy center, uh, which is, we're calling it the young heroes, heroes and <laughs> Academy. Thank you. I think God, Emily's here. Um, yes, the, the young heroes Academy, which is super cute. So, um, the, it's a really state-of-the-art, world-class facility where um, we're able to keep the dogs just in a lot happier conditions, the moms as they're having their puppies, and then the puppies as they move on to uh, the sort of puppy area of the kennel when they're away from their moms. Um, and then there's a ton of biosecurity built into the building so that each section has its own like HVAC and all that kind of stuff so that, um, so that we're not spreading diseases around because I know it's breakfast, but one of the things that um, can really <laughs> be a bummer in the kennels is diarrhea. So that can take you out of the program for a while. And then, you know, these dogs, they have, they're on a, they're on a schedule. So, um, so we're trying to eliminate that as much as possible. Um, and it's been, it's just been a really great, great thing for us. So trying to think if there's anything else that's, um, sort of new and exciting. A lot of it's just sort of getting through this crazy last two years. Um, I recently, uh, contracted with the American Foundation for the Blind to do a multi-year research study. Some of you may have been contacted through them, but I wanted to kind of look and see what sort of the, 
long-term projection for guide dog use in the U.S. was. And we came up with some really good, um, some interesting stuff that'll be, uh, the external report will be coming out in the fall. I'll share that with everyone. But um, it has already given us some ideas of things that we want to work on. Um, and so for those of you who are familiar with our alumni association, which is we are pretty much the only guide dog school in the world that has one. Um, we have a board of directors and we met um, in June, early June, and um, looked at our goals for next year. And some of the things that came out of that survey have really kind of made us think more about what our goals are going to be. One of them has to do with the barriers that we're facing through rideshare. Um, that's becoming, yes, that's becoming a huge barrier for uh, people who are considering a guide dog, right? Because denials of rides and that kind of thing. And it's such, rideshare is such a great dealio for those of us who are visually impaired and can't drive ourselves and don't have a red Ferrari parked around the corner. But, um, but the, uh, the denials are bad. And so that's, that's an area that our alumni association is going to be working on this year. We're also going to be working on ways um, to connect puppy raisers and grads. We did a survey. We are going to meet in the next couple of weeks to go through that survey um, of people who are interested in connecting with puppy clubs. And we'll start getting you all connected, um, which would be great. The next thing we're going to look at is how we can connect um, grads to grads. So that'll be coming soon. Um, and of course, we have all of our alumni chapters. My favorite one is Stitch and Bitch. I just think that's hysterical. <laughs> so, um, but there's lots of great chapters out there. You should be getting your, your e-calendar every month. Take a look at those. Since so many of them are meeting via Zoom, that's one good thing that came out of the, the uh, pandemic, right? As we all learned how to use Zoom. Um, you are welcome to go to any of those chapters. You know, if there's something interesting in Colorado and you live here in Nebraska, no biggie, just just zoom in. <laughs> that's, that's great. Everybody loves to have as many people as possible participate. So, um, and now the big plug, are you ready for the big plug? Okay. So the big plug is our virtual reunion. Da -da 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 -da. So <laughs> we are, um, the alumni board is working on our virtual reunion this year. It's going to be in October. It's going to be a week long of programming via Zoom um, every evening and, um, and then some daytime stuff on the weekend as well. But what we've done is we've really come out to you all and asked for workshops. So we've got a lot of workshops that are going to be presented by alumni. Um, we've asked for people if they're interested in if they have a product that they sell um, or if they know a vendor that would be cool to have in our um, in our vendor area, then um, please let us know. And then this one, I am, okay, guys, I am real sad. Can I tell you how sad I am? I'm so sad. So I was so excited because I want to have a talent show. I have been working at Guide Dogs for 24 years almost, and I've been wanting to have a talent show. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we're going to do a virtual talent show. So I sent out um, requests for your talent, recorded talent. Um, and I only have three people who have sent in their talent 
And I know like people like Sheila and other people in this room who have talent. So I'm going to send that request out again. Okay. And it doesn't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be like super amazing. It can be a joke. It could be, you know, juggling dog food. I don't care. Um, I just think it'd be a really fun way to get to know everybody. And um, so I'm going to send that out again. And I'm hoping that the shy people will come forward and share themselves. Okay. I, Sheila just said she would. So, <laughs> and Donna did too. Yes. So anyway, so that's my plug for the alumni reunion. You'll be getting more information. Registration is free. We are asking people to register. Once I get that form out, I'll send it out to everybody because if you register, you get a free gift. So yeah. So you got to have the free gift, right? <laughs> I, it depends. It depends on how happy I am with the talent. <laughs> Doggy do. All right. So that's pretty much my update. I think I've been yakking long enough. Um, if anybody has a question, Emily can maybe bring a microphone over. If you have a question, I will attempt to answer it or to find the answer for you. Thank you. Hi, this is Caitlin Kellermeyer. I have a question. I know a, a student who's in between high school and college right now yeah. who's considering a dog. Yeah. And I was wondering, I'd love to be able to tell her family and her about the camp. Yes. Um, I was wondering two things. Is there an age maximum? And then also, like, can if the camp is next month, like, can she register now? Or is it going to be a next year thing? Or what does the timeline look like? Thanks. Okay. So um, I know some of the answers. <laughs> so the camp goes up to 22. The, we have one that's for younger kids and then one that's uh, the transition age kids. So that would probably be the right one for her. And I don't know if registration is full yet, but there's information online at guidedogs.com. And I would definitely encourage her to reach out for sure, because that could be a really fun thing. Hi, this is Carrie Muth again. So I got my guide dog um, during COVID and there was pretty restrictions. So is it back to full capacity now or what's it looking like currently for trainings? Oh, yeah. Okay. So um, for now, <laughs> everything changes every five seconds, but, but yes, for now, um, right now our, like I said, our dog numbers are a little bit low. So classes are small, but we are, um, we are beginning to move to having the regular size, you know, six people classes, um, as soon as we have the dogs to, to go with that. And as long as COVID cooperates and, um, same with the O&M immersion program as well. So uh, right now, you know, we kind of follow the masking depending on what the deal is with the county that we're in. So um, kind of what the local folks are saying, whether you should mask or not. So like right now, you don't have to be masked, which is, is nice because I know it can be hard when you don't see very well and you have a mask on. It's hard to hear sometimes too. So, um, so things are coming, definitely coming back to normal. Um, Thank goodness. Any other questions? I was wondering about the cane training. Um, are y'all still working with the San Francisco Lighthouse or mm -hmm. is it there on campus? Mm -hmm. uh, totally. And um, it, where do you get the information on how to, for someone to apply? Because I work 
for the state of Oklahoma. I'm a rehab teacher, and I might have a client that might be interested in getting a dog, and maybe they need to go through that training. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so um, we are working with partner agencies. We work with the San Francisco Lighthouse. Um, They've had their facility closed since the beginning of COVID, so we've been running classes with their instructors out of our facility. Um, And then the Earl Baum Center that's up in Santa Rosa, Uh, we've been working with them both at our facility and um, at a Marriott up there in Santa Rosa. And then we have the Wayfinder, which is down in Southern California that we've worked with a bit as well. So it's kind of a, it's a patchwork. Again, it's hard to find a lot of O&Ms. So so we're finding them wherever we can get them. We're training them up and having them um, with our clients, of course, uh, Stephanie Zabitz and Mark Gillard are overseeing and supervising all those classes. And um, there's information online. If you go to our programs on our website, um, there's an application you can uh, fill out. The program is, of course, free of charge. We play for, pay for the transportation. You come home with a cane, which is kind of cool. That's a new thing that we just started. So um, one of the other things that we're going to, we are piloting a two-week O&M immersion this year as well. Um, and we are working with an audiologist because we found that about a third of those of us who are visually impaired um, that have been going through our programs have some hearing deficits so that we can help with um, testing hearing as well. And then we have a, a group of folks we work with called um, uh, Briotics, and they work with our staff on sort of physical therapy and that kind of thing, staying safe doing their jobs, we're going to start contracting with them when we see people um, in our O&M immersion program who maybe um, are having veer problems or things like that because of a gait issue. Um, and so, so we're going to be able to tap into some more of these resources and really be able to serve the whole person. We also are very close to hiring um, a counseling services person. So um, we'll hear more about that. I was hoping that Lauren would have told me who it was before I came here so I could announce it and like have the scoop, but, but I guess I'll have to wait. I, don't get to um, I just wanted to make a comment. I've been a product of the OM Emerging Program. Um, one of the things that I really like is that it, it was on the San Rafael campus mm-hmm. because we get to uh, interact with uh, some of the, the, the people that the students that are getting dogs. Yes. And towards the end, you, oh my God, and Mark is so great. I love you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you actually get to uh, your first walk with a dog. And literally that experience changed my life. I I hadn't been that efficient at traveling Mm -hmm. ever since I lost my sight about 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, we love having it on campus too. And we're going to try to do that more. Um, we've actually committed this year in our budget to um, help pay or to pay for a couple of our instructors to start going through the O&M program um, and get their O&M license as well so that we'll have more, um, more instructors on our own campuses that can do the program. But we do, when we do with Santa Rosa and with the Lighthouse, because they're so close, we bring them onto campus for the dog walk opportunity, which you're right, is life-changing. So. All right. Is there anything else? <laughs> so I went through the O&M program when it was at um, the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. I went through it because when I first got Mayor 
there was, I didn't have any vision, but when I came home with the dog before Mayor, Velma, I could still see. And Mayor was kind of a, <clears throat> a wanderer. Mm. I mean, wandering through parking lots, cross street, and I didn't know it. So but what that did, what gave me some tools in my toolbox just to fix his little issue. And his, being eight, his issue is fixed. And there is hearing loss too. So it was a, it's a very good program. Very intense, but very good. Awesome. Thanks, Danette. This is Colette Arvidson from Anacortes. I had two questions. One was, um, the, what is the minimum age for the O&M program mm -hmm. immersion? And because we've got a nine-year-old in our town who mm. they will not, the, the Department of Services for the Blind or the School for the Blind will only give her one hour of oh. cane training a month. Oh, my and God. Then they, and then they keep taking the cane away from her oh because God. they said she doesn't know how to use it, so they don't want to let her have it. Duh. And we're trying to help her, her and her mother find a place where she could get some support or assistance. Right. And then the other, if you have time. Mm -hmm. And just one thing that you learned from the surveys that you said you were going to work on. Thanks. Okay. So the... Um the O&M program right now, we have it set up for adults, so 18 and over, um, but we have heard this sad story enough that we, we are looking into how we can serve youth as well, because it, it's like you said, it's just, it's a disaster um, out there. So us old people are very lucky to have gotten O&M in school when we did, um, because it's really become a problem. So so stay tuned on that one, and I'm hoping that we can that we can be a resource for that soon. Um, and then, as far as the survey, well, there's there's two. So we did the big research project with AFB, and with that one, um, you know, we learned a lot of the same things that we kind of thought, right? Um, you know, why people do or don't have guide dogs, you know. Um, like I said, that rideshare one was a big one. Um, access issues, uh, access to orientation mobility. Um, one of the things that really came up because of the pandemic, and I think just the way people are living now, um, is that most people, or a lot of people, not most people, but a lot of people are working from home. So they're not going out as much. And so there's definitely some... Um, some concerns about that. Am I going to be able to use a guide dog if I'm not really if I'm working from home, if I'm not going out? Um, you know, what kind of support do I need? So we're going to be kind of, uh, you know, thumbing through all of that. The other survey was not really a survey. It was, it was done through a survey, but it was basically asking folks if they were interested in being connected with a puppy club and then, um, and then connecting them. So we just, um, so those are the two. Yeah. Hi, this is Stephanie, and I have a question regarding the Canine Buddy program. Uh -huh. If I understand yep. it correctly, um, the program will begin to serve people uh, in addition to, um, I guess, youth. Is that yes. right? And if so, we have uh, already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Mm -hmm. But how would a person go about applying for a canine buddy? So to apply, there's there's an application online again. Yeah. Or you can call admissions. So our admissions department, which is amazing, um, they can take an application for canine buddy, for the O&M immersion, or for guide dogs. So, um, so you can talk to them and you can kind of, they can help kind of steer you in the right direction too as to what you want. 
Right now, Canine Buddy, we're just doing in the 10 Western states where we have puppy raisers. That will change. Um, that is likely to change um, in the next year. Good morning. This is Sue Mangus. Um, are, is it too late to sign up to be paired up with a um, puppy t- club? No, that's an ongoing survey. So um, next time I, I, get, I was hoping to send alumni news before I got here, but I didn't. So as soon as I get home, I'll send alumni news. And in there is the link for, um, for this sort of form that you fill out to get connected with a puppy club. We're going to keep that live. So that won't go away. Thank you. You got it. Diane, go ahead. Hi, this is Diane. And I live in San Jose, California, and I have Morty. He's my fifth guide dog. And I wanted to say hi. And a cool thing. Oh, here he comes. Hi, Morty. He wants to say hi, too. And uh, um, a cool thing is he's he'll be nine on July 17th. And one of my nephews has a birthday on May 17th. And one of them has a birthday on June 17th. And then Morty's is July 17th. So that's cool. That's awesome. I love it when stuff like that works out. Um, I think that would be a really fun thing to put in alumni news is like all those little coincidences, you know, like um, I knew a guy who got a guy dog who had been a tugboat captain in his, you know, in the, in the old days and his dog was named Shippy. You know, and the instructors <laughs> didn't know that, you know, so it's, it's all those little thingies I think are really fun. So that's a cool one. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, hi, I guess I'm new to the thing. I've had two other dogs from seeing eye and um, I'm just interested in the O&M program. My friend and I are, and I had a question about it. I know you said that you're supposed to actually come into the facility to do the one week program. But my friend has a low immune system, so would he be able to do that at home, or does he have to come in? Yeah, great question. We we do some um, O and M immersion programs in home as well. Um, okay. There might be a bit of a wait, just like everything else. <laughs> but um, but yes, we do do that absolutely. Awesome. Okay, yeah. thank you. You got it. All right, then I'm going to sign off because I need some coffee. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you, Zoom folks. Thank you, live folks. Um, and we will see you around the conference. And I've got some little keychains for everybody I'll bring around. Okay.